What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 119 of your favorite podcast, the Grow or Die podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mahaley, alongside... Who am I alongside today? Uh-oh. There is a new voice about to come through your speakers, and I am hype about this. You guys are going to fucking love it. Inside, I'll give you an intro to the new co-host that we're trying out here. Maybe it'll be a long-term thing. I guess we'll see. And we're going to share five deep reasons why you are not growing. Now, this is going to be the Instagram influencer bullshit. It's going to be deep. It's going to be deep physiology and deep psychology of your training sessions that you can apply right now. You can apply today. I think you guys are going to learn a ton Inside as always, brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout. Scroll on down, leave me five stars. I can't wait to chat with you guys. I'll see you inside. What is happening, you guys? You're you are in for a honestly, you're in for a fucking treat. When do I ever let you guys down? When have I ever can you find one place I've ever let you guys down? Look, 119, episode 119. It's gonna be a groundbreaking episode. Why is it gonna be a groundbreaking episode? Well, as I mentioned in the intro. We have a new host, a co-host. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Not a new motherfucking host. This is my fucking party, and I'm goddamn dancing if I want to. We have a new co-host in the house. Now, 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 you might be sitting there wondering, what what happened to Scott? Where's Scott? What the fuck? I love Scott. Like Scott's fucking dope as shit, dude. Scott is dope as shit. Scott will no longer be with the Gordai podcast anymore. I I regretfully admit to you guys, um, he has uh, he's had a new opportunity pop up, um, one that he jumped on, so he's no longer going to be working uh, with Mahaley Fit Brands, and we are very, very, very excited for him, very, very proud of him, um, and he will be announcing more of this, so I encourage you guys, you know, follow along with what he's doing on Instagram. Like, everything's cool, everything's cordial, everything's dope. Like, don't fucking worry that like, we're still fucking homeboys. Everything's fucking tight, right? Um, still support right fucking coffee. Like, his shit is fucking A1. Um, if you haven't had it, you need to fucking learn today. It's fantastic. Everything that Scott's doing, you guys still better support, and that's what I fucking expect to you guys. He gave us 118 amazing episodes. But the irony behind the last episode, 118 being titled Change, um, and then shortly thereafter, um, he got a new opportunity uh, that he jumped on. I I, find, I I love ironic things. I love irony. Um, I love how kind of life just works itself out, right? Um, so we're very proud of him. We're very excited for him. His new opportunity is going to be very, very, very very impactful, um, and, and the impact's going to be felt around the world. So Scott, uh, my fucking, my co-pilot, my right-hand man, thank you for 118 fantastic episodes. Without Scott, this podcast would not even be here. Um, without Scott, this podcast was never going to be possible because I never would have known how to fucking set this thing up. Um, and when, you know, Scott was a very, very integral uh, part of what's happening here. Um, and, you know, he's, he's going to be missed greatly, but like I said, we are all fucking thrilled for his next steps and um i hope that he makes a post uh you know he, he's not huge on social media he doesn't do a lot of social media uh but i i hope scott kind of keeps you guys up to date on what's going on because i think you're all going to be very very excited for him um now with that being said i have a new job opening i promised everyone around me that I would allow the podcast listeners to have first dibs on the new job. No, no, it's not. It's not a co-host. I've handpicked some people who are going to be on the podcast over the next few weeks um, who I'm going to get a feel out for how they are as a co-host. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to kind of decide from there kind of who I think best fits the grower die culture. I think I was going to have a lot of fun with this. I know I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. And like, dude, I have dope fucking people around me. Like I have really fucking cool people around me and everyone brings so many different, um, you know, experiences, stories, personalities, characteristics, like all that stuff that I, I think it's going to be really, really fucking good. And again, we're, we're the number one bodybuilding podcast in the world. Think about that. Think about that. Not to put myself, not to put us into a category, us more so being Scott and I up to this point into a category that, you know, we don't really want to blend into uh, because we want to be way more than bodybuilding. We hope you guys come here for more than bodybuilding, but dude, this thing's fucking huge. So, 
today, actually, just today, we we went over 300,000 total downloads since we started this podcast. So I think it's really cool. I know that I've talked about that benchmark for a while. So now, you know, the next one's going to be obviously 400, 500, after 500. It's time to get to a milli, a milli, a milli, a milli. You guys remember that song? Honestly, if you don't remember that song, you're way too young to listen to this podcast. Turn it off. <laughs> Turn that shit the fuck off. <laughs> um, so everything with Scott's good. Everything with Scott's kosher. Um, everything's fine. Now, what is the job opportunity, Justin? Ah, oh, good question podcast listener the job opportunity is do you want to be my media director do you know someone who's qualified to be my media director if so have them email justin at teamahaley.com um some of the responsibilities of this well number one you need to move to austin texas or be local to austin texas if i hire someone away from here we are going to help with those relocation um costs if you will um and we're going to make sure that you know you're set up uh, cozy and comfy down here in austin okay um you are going to be running content for all of team mahaley and all of the mahaley fit brands so you need to be very social media savvy you need to be um you know very good with a camera very good with video but honestly you know like i was talking to uh um some of my friends about earlier i invest a lot in my employees and if you're someone who you have all of the attributes every single attribute and you're somewhat tech savvy like you're not a complete imbecile or brand new to filming and all that stuff like you have just just a tiny bit even the smallest amount of experience honestly um I can, if someone's the right fit, someone's the right culture fit, if someone fits with the vibe of what we have going on down here and with all my people down here, I'm interested. I'm interested in you. I can pay for you to learn from the best of the best on how to do anything and everything. Okay. Um, so if you're interested, send your, and please like very, very serious people like you need to think about what will I actually uproot tomorrow and move to Austin? I'm going to move very fast on this. I have four people that I've interviewed so far. I have another three set up. I'm going to be bringing people down to Austin, um, you know, kind of one off here and there um, so that, they, you know, they get some content of um, my coaches and and uh, those around me at the gym. I see how their turnaround time is. I see how their edits are. Um, I see the kind of content they get. I see how they follow, you know, instruction and direction and, um, you know, kind of what they bring to the table. Um, I don't want someone who's just a complete beta, like a complete pushover. Like Scott always had really good ideas and he always shared his ideas with me. I need someone who's going to like, not afraid to share their fucking ideas. If your idea sucks, that's okay. I have a lot of ideas that suck, but you know, make sure that's something. If you send me your resume and you send me your por portfolio of work, I want both of those. I want resume and I want portfolio of work. You send me these. You need to be ready to get a call from me tomorrow saying you need to move to Austin, Texas by you know Monday of next week. Okay, so I'm very, very, very serious about this. No, you cannot work remote. No, I'm not interested in anyone working remote. It's, just, it's not going to be possible. Okay, I need you in Austin, Texas. So, with that being said, who's my first co-host on the podcast? Well, to be honest, it should be of really no surprise to like anybody at all who like pays attention whatsoever it's actually something that i've thought about uh for quite some time it's like man you know if if anything ever happens to scott like this guy would be pretty fucking dope uh to bring into the podcast um he's a little bit short he's not near as big as me like way 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 smaller than me whoa um, <laughs> whoa, 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 <laughs> like whoa. way smaller than me like and in, in, in our training lineup he goes third so he's not first he's not second you know he's right in the middle he goes three out of five <laughs> so, way to the top, so, so <laughs> the first co-host that we are having on the grow or die podcast is not other than brandon long you guys might know him from my instagram he's my training partner he lives with me he's my rave partner he doesn't dance near as good as me but he dances okay <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the first going on the dance i will say i will say when when, when we go rave like it's funny we walk in vulcan and like like nobody's there i mean literally like three tables on the outside are the filled DJ up just then, got there. the dj just fucking around he's not even playing music yet and like the lights are on and brandon's just dancing in the middle let's go baby what the fuck is up yeah dude i think i think that's a pretty fucking good fit for a co-host on a podcast fuck. 
absolutely. But um, Brandon Long, he, he he's uh, he's going to be here on the podcast with me for the next couple. And I'm really <laughs> excited about it. He's he's funny. He and his sister argue all the time about who's funnier between the two. And like, it kind of varies by day, right? Like my updated comedy rankings kind of vary by day, but they are one and two, you like they're consistently. Tab. Yeah. Yeah. I keep talking about everything. I have a, I have a ranking for everything. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Even women, even though I'm in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, <laughs> Megan, don't listen to this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. You know, so she's kidding. listening. To this. I know. She's going to go off to this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, dude. You, I mean, don't you kind of just keep tabs on like who your favorite bodybuilding coach is? Like, I'm yeah, number one. Yeah, I'm still have, number one. Because you are not number one. I'm still number one. <laughs> You're the only coach I've had. Still <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Literally, Matt Jansen's way better than you. <laughs> Never met him in my entire life. Don't, he's, my, he's my favorite. Don't, don't even know what he looks like, but he's definitely my favorite. I did just follow him when we were at the. Oh, did you see know what he looks like now? Yeah. yeah. You not know he I has expected. like two kids. Not he's married. No. What do you expect Matt to look like? Uh, massive. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, 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 so, so, Matt, Matt, did, Matt, Matt has undergone some surgeries and whatnot in the Matt, last year. if you're year. listening to this, I still think you look great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Matt, dude, before, before Matt's first injury, dude, he was getting fucking big. He, what is, he's like 5'9", maybe, something like that, and he was like 245, 250, he was fucking big. What happened? Um, he like tore his pec. Yeah, uh, incline pressing, like slight incline pressing. I think he had like 405 or something, and he was going for like four or five uh, reps and on rep four or five. Yeah, shit fucking snapped, dude. The video sucked. I'll never forget. I'll never forget because like Steven called me and he's like, you can't fucking tell anybody when Matt just tore his fucking pec. And I was like, oh, shit. That's terrifying. Yeah, dude. Well, That's like, terrifying. so me and Matt are obviously like good friends. And like, um, you know, I, I was like obviously really concerned. Um, but you dude, I mean, he's recovered like a fucking champ. Um, he's, I mean, he's recovered like, uh, you know, I always talk about their shit that professionals do, their shit that champions do, and their shit that losers do. And like, you know, he's just done everything like professional, like a champion, right, like get right. back in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so background on Brandon. Um, um, honestly, nothing very noteworthy. <laughs> no, so Brandon has been when it, uh, he started with me. Um, I don't know. He started coaching with me a little bit ago, six like ago. six months ago. Yeah. Uh, he did his first two bodybuilding shows. He got a couple class wins. He got a couple second places. No more fucking second places. Honestly, right. nothing really, really worthy. About talking. <laughs> we not talk about this. Just say I started six months ago. He that started way six cooler. months ago. There we go. But it just promised me there's no more losing. Yeah, I really don't like second place. Like, <laughs> I know it's probably on me. I just need Honestly, to be a better fucking really coach. Well, Oh yeah, dude, we were fucking filthy. Are we you were kidding? Dice. Yeah, that was we were pretty fun. And uh, you guys might remember I shared the transformation from show one to two, and it was like three weeks, mm-hmm. something like that. And we put on like twelve pounds or mm-hmm. something like that in three yeah. weeks. Yeah, that was bonkers. And we still had the same conditioning. Yeah, and I remember people hit me up like, "What's this drug protocol and shit?" And nothing changed. No, no, no. <laughs> nothing at all changed. It was just yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was just being honestly like lackadaisical um, to an extent with the diet a little bit and just like allowing the the extreme nutrient partitioning that we. Had going on the extreme insulin sensitivity just kind of work its fucking course and, and you know run its job um so um he's uh he's mpc bodybuilder um he just started online coaching and he has a pretty fucking good amount of clients already yeah i got seven um yeah dude that's fucking dope like seven clients already like in your first month that's a very very good place to start so definitely very happy about that um he he was a big time football player uh back in high school um, won a state championship. Yep. Yeah, won a state championship. Lost one, too. Um, that sucks. Yeah, lost one, too. We I just don't like losing. Fuck, no. Losing's not f- fun. Well, we lost the first one. Was it close? The, my junior year? Yeah. Yeah, we lost. Wait, what was the score? Two touchdowns we lost. Fuck. Yeah. But they were clearly the better team. Yeah, 21-7 was the final. Yeah, you, yeah, you lose 21-7. They're probably the better team. Yeah, our team yeah. had never even been past the semifinals before. No shit. So yeah. y'all were the first to go to state championship. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, 21-7. I scored the only touchdown. But no like, shit. Yeah. Brandon Brandon seemed to have a nose for the end zone uh, back when he was in high school. How many career touchdowns did he score? Like 100? Fucking 200? <laughs> 108. 108? <laughs> Over four years. 108. Dude, I scored zero. <laughs> but you asked me how many slam dunks did I have. <laughs> I had way more. Exactly. I had way more than zero. <laughs> I had negative, negative zero. So, you know, Brandon, look. 
we don't hold it against him. He's a little vertically challenged, but if you ever see him on Tinder, it might say he's six foot. Dude, I'll say just go with it. I <laughs> just with go it. with it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll wear my boots. So yeah. I can get close. Yeah. The boots to make you five inches taller. Yep. <laughs> Called stilts. Stilts, you'll walk into the club on stilts. I won't be dancing that night. Dude, though. honestly, if she's fucked up enough, she might not notice. Yes, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah, until the next morning. Exactly. <laughs> You're laying in bed next to her and her legs go further that's than why, yours. That's why we go back to her place so I can dance. Yeah, so you can leave before she's <laughs> awake. Yeah. There you go. I yes, did. sir. There's a whole point. Brandon's a proud bachelor. Oh, proud. Can we, can we say that? Are you are, are you a proud bachelor? What the fuck's going on? You know what? I'm very indifferent about what's going on. <laughs> it's, an awkward, it's an awkward conversation right now. I know. I know. Maybe we should bring the uh, person of interest on here and just we, we'll make her tell the Grow and I podcast what's going on. She would what, shit. What, what? She never would. She, she would, would never come, come on. on. No She'd way. be terrified. She wouldn't say anything. No, She'd she sit in the corner just shaking the whole time. You know what she would do? Oh my god! Rip her vape. She just ripped that vape, dude. Like, like, dude. That's it's all you it's been five minutes and you've hit it thirty times. Like, are you okay? <laughs> She'd go through a whole carton of cigarettes right here. If she has kid. <laughs> has she ever even smoked a cigarette? Probably. 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 She probably has. <laughs> dude, dude. I remember when when I fucking turned like sixteen in Ohio. Like sixteen is when you buy. Um, uh, like when you can legally buy cigarettes, I fucking turned 16. And I remember like the first thing I did like on my birthday is I knew exactly what gas station I was going to go to. Dude, I was petrified to walk in there. And there's this really nice fucking Indian man in there. And I knew he was going to be great. And I left my, I had a fucking, I had a psychologist. I was fucked up in that, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I probably should. I definitely should still have one. I highly recommend everyone having one for real. But I had a psychologist. I was like, help me through some shit. And this gas station was right next door to the place I went in Springfield. And, um, so I, uh, you know, on my 16th birthday, I had my little, you know, psych meeting and stuff. Um, and then I went right next door and I purchased a, a pack of camel crush. And um, because so my theory was that, you know, some of the girls I had interest in were like either 15 or 16. So like they probably didn't like, you know, have camel crushes and whatnot. Um, But like we could hang out like after school hours like in the parking lot and, and we can like crush some camel crushes in the car right? and like, you know, like get a little nicotine high and maybe fucking make out. Maybe fucking. Kiss. Yeah. Maybe yeah. 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 Maybe go it's first base. Fuck back then. That felt like a triple dude. Like why? I used to be so nervous. 16. <laughs> yeah. I was so nervous. I hadn't been around enough yet. I didn't kiss enough girls yet. That guy would have sold you the pack of cigarettes without the ID. <laughs> yeah. He would have. He would have. <laughs> like, no, I didn't have any facial hair. I didn't even have armpit hair. I feel like I didn't even know if I had Cubes. <laughs> I didn't know. I was too scared to look. I was way too scared of everything. If it had anything to do with sex, I was terrified. So, so I, I get these camel crushes. You know, I just I like half them all the time, and I'm hiding them. You know, my like dad went through my shit and whatnot, and. I remember there was this girl, and you know we'd we'd constantly like, drive out to the reservoir. Um, anyone who's from Springfield, you're gonna lol about this. I know we do have some Springfield listeners. We went out to the reservoir, and we'd like sit on the back of the car, and you know we'd like smoke camel crushes, and you know like nothing ever happened. But every single time we went, I was like, I'm gonna lose my virginity tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Over some camel fucking crushes. And, you know, it never happened. It never happened. I, I did not lose my virginity over camel crushes. Maybe if you had some Smirnoff ice. Now, now, see, now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I obviously just wasn't doing the right thing. But um, for, for anyone who's concerned, I have lost my virginity by now. <laughs> <laughs> And has a beard. <laughs> and I have a fucking beard. Beards and biceps. <laughs> so, um, what Brand and I want to talk to you about today is five reasons you aren't growing now. Now, this isn't going to be like one of those IG influencer posts like, <laughs> five reasons your biceps aren't growing. Five reasons <laughs> your glutes suck. Like, no, this is going to be like five actual physiological or performance reasons why you are not increasing your muscular growth in the gym. All right. And I think these kind of, so I, I kind of, I made a post that kind of alluded to this earlier in the week. Um, and it, it you know, talked about, um, what the fuck did they talk about like train, changing your training program or like getting bored within your training program. Right. Did you fucking read that one? Yeah. If you get yeah. bored, then you're, yeah, you're, you're not training hard enough. Mm-hmm. Like I've never gone into the gym and like, man, you know, this workout's really boring. Like, no, you, you like, you look at the numbers you hit last week and it's like, like every single set you can win something right. during the day. Right. Um, and like, you know, that's exciting. You do fucking 10 sets in the gym. Well, fuck, you can win 10 times. Like, that's dope. Like, you clearly got better. You're doing things that you've never done before. Why would you not want that? Why would you not want to do that? You could win five times and then want to come back. Yeah. Time and then yeah. Win eight times. Yeah. And, and, and so, 
it's actually a really good point because I don't want you guys to think like every time you're in the gym, every single exercise, it's going to be very rare that you're able to truly overload on every single one. Although I say that and I, you know, if you pull up my logbook, um, I mean today, I don't know how many working sets we did today, but there were only, there was only one set that I did not, um, increase on. It was that first set, but it wasn't really, it was more so my fault than the actual performance's fault. Cause I wasn't set up where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, is that flat bit, that right. flat Smith press machine, right. uh, flat bench Smith press. Um, so, you know, I, I, I got set up wrong and, you know, Still performed. I still performed a really good number, but it was not more than last week. Yeah, you well, ma you matched it. Yeah, I matched it. But la but then the next set, I went back, and last week on the next set at three sixty five, um, and this week I did four oh five, and you know I still hit it for like six reps mm -hmm. or something like that. So like that one was overloaded. It's a win. Um, so you know, per understand progressive overload comes in many different shapes and sizes. Number one, my preferred you know form of progressive overload is just execution for for my clients at least. Like execution, like are you executing the lift better than last week? It means are you feeling the target muscle contract harder? Are you in a more biomechanically conducive position? Um, um, is your is your pulling pattern better than last week? Something we're doing in the actual execution of the movement is just better than where you were the previous week. That's it. That's all. Okay, so that's my preferred one. Obviously, load. You can go up in load. You can go up in reps. You can go up in um, um, how much total weight you move during the duration of an exercise. So, for example, um, that could look like, um, let's say you're doing just a barbell squat, right? And you do um, 300 pounds for three sets, and you get five, six, and um, four, so that's 15 total reps, right? A 300 pound barbell squat. So next week you go in and you get five, six, four, but you have enough to do, you have enough left in the tank to potentially do one more conducive set. We drop down to maybe 275, something like that. And we get like eight. Well, throughout that entire exercise, we just did more load than we did last week throughout that movement pattern. I, I want to view them as movement patterns, not exercise. So understand whenever I say exercise, I'm thinking more so a movement pattern. An exercise is kind of elementary. An exercise is very basic. A movement pattern is much more so. You know, we kind of had this talk today. Right. We're talking about four. Form. Right. If you know, form Nazis came in and watched us train. So it's myself, Brandon, uh, Jess, race, Padilla, Ty Ryan, and Ethan power all getting after mm -hmm. it today. Um, and you know, all pretty fucking advanced lifters. I mean, uh, myself and Ty are two very high level NPC bodybuilders. Um, you know, Jess is fucking sixth in the world in figure. Um, you know, Brandon's obviously like new to being on my team, but he's been training for a while. Ethan's been with me like two years or something like that, a year and a half, whatever it is. Um, so everyone here is pretty fucking advanced, right? Well, throughout watching everyone train, I make little tweaks here and there to everyone's, um, you know, movement pattern that I think sets them up the best. Well, if you read, so say we start with seated cable flies. If you read an, an exercise movement book, what a seated cable fly looks like, it's going to look different than how I have my people perform it. Right. right? Um, so, that's a movement pattern. A movement pattern is what's conducive to simulate the target muscle, um, you know, for your body. Uh, you throw out a specific um, selected exercise, right? It's like barbell squats. When you say barbell squats, not all, not all barbell squats are the same. If you want to do posterior focused barbell squats, you want to keep your knee in line with your ankle. You want to drop your hips back a little bit further, right? Whether it's high bar, low bar, whatever it is. I, I, I personally, I don't like low bar for bodybuilding. Low bar is such a mechanically advantageous position that it kind of, we... We almost uh, overcompensate with our loading um, positioning there. Whereas for powerlifting, you know, it's good. Like low bar is good. You get more power. You get more umph into the movement. It's an easier range of motion, uh, much easier than high bar squat. So like for body, I prefer high bar squat. Well, not all squats are equal, right? Which movement pattern are you going for? So if that kind of makes sense for you. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, no, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Complete sense. Sometimes I just don't know what? if I'm like rambling yeah. or just like. No, we were talking about how like. What you do for your T-bar rows is not yeah. necessarily what's going to work best for my T-bar Exactly. Rows. So, you know, exactly. We're going to have two different Yeah, patterns. it's very slightly. Yeah. And like to an untrained eye, they might look the exact same. But you like, walk in there with the textbooks, you'll be like, 
both of these yeah. guys are, look like idiots. Yeah, yeah, it's both these guys aren't doing it right. Exactly. But, it, you know, if you want to have a flex off between me and the guy who wrote the textbook, like, we can. <laughs> it's not going to end well for him. <laughs> Newsflash, Arnold Schwarzenegger wrote the textbook. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm still going to give him hell, though. Um, so, um, hopefully that kind of explains progressive overload pretty well. That actually wasn't one of my reasons here. I don't think. I think it was one of my reasons. But reason number one, your effort sucks. Now, it sounds like super Justin thing to say, you know, my effort sucks. I can go harder, like all that stuff. No, like you're training hard and that's okay. And like training hard is one thing, but what I need you to think about when you're training inside of a set, I need you to think about the maximum or the, the minimum simulating threshold point and actually the maximum as well, uh, which is something we talked about today. Don't let me forget to tell them about maximum simulate threshold point. So minimum simulate threshold point as you train, this gets harder and harder and harder to reach. You know, like that's why newbie gains are a thing. Um, that's why, you know, people are first, you know, year or two of lifting, make more progress than they're ever going to make before. Well, your body becomes adapted and it becomes really well versed in how to handle the response to training, right? Early on, it feels like it's under attack and it needs to grow a ton of tissue, um, not just muscle tissue, but, you know, connective tissue, um, any supporting tissues. It needs to build up a ton of tissues in order to help support what you're asking it to do, which is perform at a high level in the gym. Okay. Well, as you go, you know, you're in year three, you're in year four, you're in year five, that minimum simulate threshold point, how hard you have to go. I'll take that back. Not how hard you have to go how much you have to simulate in order to reach the bare minimum that your body will be um, um, forced to adapt to. That's the, minimum, that's the minimum simulating threshold point, right? So it's just how much do I have to do to get anything out of this exercise? So training hard isn't always what matters and having a lot of effort isn't always what matters. It's effort. It's the intent behind it, but training hard like honestly i think someone's training hard if they're leaving like three reps in reserve and like i don't believe in that i don't train that way i don't think there's a place for it in true um you know hardcore bodybuilding and truly muscular individuals i don't I, but I, you know i say that and i have friends who you know they do believe in rest, uh, um, reps in reserve and they do have big men and women who utilize reps in reserve um, so, you know, yeah, it can work. It can be a thing. But that's what works for them. That's what works for them. But also when you're training with reps in reserve, all my coaches who actually see real results from it, they're keeping really tight logbooks on their clients too. So you're still doing more than you did last week. Right. So it's kind of, it's, it's a different style or it's a different method of reps in reserve. Like, yeah, you know, we want three RIR, but we still need to beat whatever the fuck we did last week. Right. Well, there's still a compounding effect from that. Mm -hmm. You're on the same training program for 10 fucking weeks mm -hmm. and you're beating what you did the previous week for all 10 weeks and you're supposed to leave three RIR in the tank every single time. But the number one rule is you still beat what you did last week. Well, you're forcing your body to do something that it hasn't fucking done. Yeah, you're going to grow regardless. Yeah, and, and yeah, and you're going to grow. So this is why keeping a logbook and consistently beating that logbook is so important. If you are not keeping a logbook, you are not optimally training for any sort of hypertrophy, period. You can't not keep a logbook and have any fucking clue what's going on. You can't not keep a logbook and grow the most effective you can. You cannot keep, you cannot not keep a logbook and be the best bodybuilder you could possibly be. You need to know. Every, I mean, before every set that I do every day, I think you do it as well. Before every set I do, I see what I did last week. And then I have this fucking number stuck in my head of either, you know, bumping load for a certain amount of reps or utilizing the same road load for more reps. And I never, ever, 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 ever miss. Like I missed one today and we did three, six, eight, ten. We did 16 sets. Right. I was 15 of 16. Mm -hmm. Well, if I didn't have a fucking logbook, I can guarantee I wouldn't have been 15 for 16 because I would have had no idea. I wouldn't know what to shoot for. Right. right? So you need to keep a logbook, beat the logbook, know what number you're going for every single week before you get into that set. Understand what the fuck you, there is that you need to beat. If you do things you've never done, you're going to have a physique that you've never had. It's just like what Brandon said. If, if you're beating that logbook every week for 10 fucking weeks on the same training program, you're forcing some sort of adaptation to occur. You're, you're consistently taking your body to a place where it has not ever been before. Okay. Yeah. Win. Literally it's keeping score. Like, yeah. like why would you play a championship game on Monday night, Alabama, Ohio state play? Why the keep score? Yeah, Cause there's gotta be a winner. Exactly. Like that's literally your logbook. Mm -hmm. Like one of them is your logbook and you got to fucking beat the logbook exactly. every single time. 
right? How, so, so brain is my training partner. I know I've kind of explained our, um, like how a set looks for me. Um, like how, how would, how would you expl- explain one of your sets? Like explain, what was your hardest set today? You think uh, the flat press, the three fifteen on flat press, no, those, are, those overhead extensions, Brutal, me. brutal. Yeah. I think a because it's the very last thing we do. It is. So by the time we and you're ready to just be done. Yeah. And it's a beast in the way. First of all, getting that 120 pound dumbbell brutal. on your shoulder. Yeah. Half half the workout. Yeah, it is. Right. You it get is. that over your head, and then you're you're trying to press it for as many as you can. Yeah. Yeah. And on the fumes, you're running on fumes. The position that you're in. Yeah. Is just also very difficult. You can fuck your shoulder real bad. <laughs> very difficult. Yeah. Right? You got your spot right there, but yeah, I, I would say you know. Just taking that set to complete failure to where you to, when you turn around, you're done. Yeah. Your partner takes that weight from you. And you just yeah. look at them like, thank you for taking that. Yeah. Like, I was, yeah. My, I was going to die. Yeah. Like you, you don't just like, if you take a set to true failure, you're not like standing up directly after the set. Like you kind of like sit there, lay there like, fuck. Dude. Like it takes a few seconds to kind of recoup. Mm-hmm. It takes a few seconds to come back. Stop seeing stars, slow your breathing rate, you know, just get yourself back on your feet, right? There's like, no way we could perform that exercise no without a partner. No way. No, no, no way. And, and that's another good note. Like, man, having a training partner is going to elevate. Having a good training partner is going to elevate your training so fucking much. Now, I understand, I say, good, look, I've been bodybuilding seriously for like four and a half, five years. Um, good training partners are really difficult to come by because not everyone's motivation is the same. Like my motivation is truly just, I don't want to get my ass kicked. And so everyone that I train with their motivation is, yeah, I don't want to get my ass kicked. Um, like that's a very strong motivator, but not everyone, like honestly, not everyone cares about losing enough to like, be a conducive training partner. And everyone's like serious enough about not getting their fucking ass kicked to be a conducive training partner. So you need a good training partner. I've had bad training partners and they pull away from your training really, really, really heavy. Um, and honestly, they, they pushed me back. They pushed me back quite a bit um, in my progress. So reason number two, that you are not growing. Your rest times don't allow for maximum output. Why are we timing our rest periods? Unless we're doing a drop set, a cluster set, a rest pause, anything like that. Why, why do our rest periods matter? Like we have this massive emphasis on like two minutes, three minutes, one minute, 30 seconds. Like, dude, all that's bullshit. They're like, literally, who are you racing? Is bodybuilding a race? Cause if you view it as a race, you're never, ever, ever going to be fucking good. If you're not like, ready, you're not ready. Yeah. Like if you're not ready, just wait, literally wait longer. If when you, you recover, time, that's different. If you don't have like the time and you're like, trying yeah, to cram if you got like workout, 45 minutes before, right. like, yeah, you're probably going to have to be more intentful with your rest periods. Yeah. But like we, so, I mean, we have like a group of like five of us at training day and like there were times that I was, um, you know, about to go again and like I, I go first in our group. So five would go and then it would come back to me and I needed more rest. Like there were times I took a couple more minutes, mm-hmm. like, and right. you know, everyone's, you know, we, we work at a good pace, but it's not fast paced by any means. Sometimes five minutes is not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, I mean, I would say, I would say we take like four to eight minutes between sets. There's definitely times we take eight minutes. I mean, between Hatfield squats, there's no way I'm less than 10 minutes. Uh, no, no way in hell. But the longer your body has to recover, the more internal responses of intra training recovery can happen the better the output yeah and then and then by being 100 recovered in between sets you're going to have more to give to your next set so your heart rate's going to decrease your brain fog's going to lift your creatine replenishes atp glycogen nutrients fuel to the muscle your blood pressure decreases all of these things allow your output your focus on the next set to just be greater that's simple Mm-hmm. It allows it to just be great. If you're running on overdrive going into a set, your set's going to fucking suck. It's going to be miserable from a mental standpoint. It's going to be miserable, miserable from a physical standpoint. Now, yeah, this might be the same. Like every set needs to be miserable from both those standpoints, right? For sure. They do. But a set that's extremely conducive, a set that's 100% focused and 100% intentful towards becoming a better bodybuilder, just having a better fucking physique, period. For those of you who aren't competitive bodybuilders. You're going to want to be as recovered as possible. That's what leads to the minimum stimulating threshold point constantly being met. That's what leads to adaptation being forced within the human body. And how can you keep an accurate logbook if you're not 100? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, what are you gonna say? If, if you, you take 80, percent I did yeah, seven reps. Two minutes this week is not the same as two minutes, you know, next week. Like, right. there's a lot of there's a lot of outside items that go into training, right? There's a lot of stressors. 
time of day, weather, humidity, you know, things like that, that, you know, play into your training output. So it's like, if we can eat level the playing field as much as possible, maybe 100% recovery between every single set. Well, fuck. I mean, that sounds pretty ideal to me. Mm. Also, Brandon just learned about training order. Did you guys know about training order? Brandon just training learned what that is, was yesterday. That is such a theory. Yeah, no, it's there's it, no it, data it's to my support fucking, this. My, my fucking dad. I'm a scientist. This is. I'm this literally is, a scientist. I I conduct and perform science. I was so, ready to perform my so, exercise. You were not. You're not the strongest guy. Then then if you want to go first, you have to become the strongest in the group. So so let me explain training order. If you have a group of five, the person who goes first is the strongest in the group. The person who goes second is the second strongest in the group the person who goes third is the third strongest in the group guess who goes fourth guess who goes fifth it's training or uh, it's now that's see, proper we, training or we're, we're taking complete load into consideration yeah. only here oh so so for so brandon thinks pound for pound is stronger than me so after this we're going to do some calculations i'm going to realize that pound for pound he still gets smoked no he did not <laughs> you're going re- to re- so, realize this so, guy is pretty damn close so yesterday oh it'll be close it'll be close but you're still gonna get smoked i was so, getting, I was so close smoked. yesterday wait no that was two days ago that was on poll day when was poll two days ago yeah two days ago so we're having this conversation in the gym before we do t-bar rows and like brandon goes well, can you kick this? E? Like, there's like this attachment that's like hanging, that's dangling above. He's like, he, he realizes that he lost this fucking argument. He's like, well, can you kick this attachment? And he like fucking kicks this cable and like barely. not realize I'm literally five inches taller than him. And like my knee could go on the cable. I barely touched it. Yeah. Yeah. He gave the kick his all. So height for height, though. Height for height. Height for I got, height. I got my leg higher, height for height, basically. I don't think, I, I think height for height, I still went. I'm we flexible. Went the, we went to the same level, but yeah. because I'm shorter, I had, but you know, I, I like it's like it's like it was such low hanging fruit. Like it was just like right there in front of me. That I was like, ah, oh, you know, like, it's not really that high. Like, like, like oh, I'll bop that. <laughs> In case you can't tell, we're competitive around here. Everything's fucking competition. Basically, I'm gonna be going first tomorrow. <laughs> Brain is going first tomorrow. You know, one of these days I'll let you have that validation. <laughs> so. Your real recovery sucks between sessions. Now, people view recovery as like, how do I feel? Like, do I feel like I can perform? Well, I want to go a little bit deeper. Just because your body's, the body part that you want to train isn't sore, doesn't mean you're completely recovered. Okay, soreness has to do little with real recovery. Um, what, you know, some biofeedback factors have something to do with real recovery is what's your resting heart rate, how's your blood glucose, how's your appetite and energy throughout the day, um, are your pumps as good today as usually, are you sweating as much, which can indicate some thyroid activity, do the weights just feel heavy, like does everything feel like a struggle today? Well, even if that muscle's recovered, <clears throat> recovered and everything feels like a struggle. Your nervous system's probably not recovered. It's kind of a telltale sign of a uh, telltale sign of overtraining. Are you lacking motivation? So, so lacking motivation is a big one for me because when you're chasing the rabbit that is physique enhancement, your motivation and focus should be high every day. Like, literally, kind of like I alluded to earlier. Like, my motivator every day I train is I I cannot get my ass kicked. Like that's it. I cannot lose. I I, I can't lose a bodybuilding show. Um, like if that doesn't drive you absolutely insane, you're either not a real competitor or, you know, I don't know, pick up another sport like water polo. Is water polo hard? Water polo is definitely Actually, hard. water polo yeah. might be way harder. I need, I need to do a water polo and like floaties. Yeah. Yeah. I would need a lot of assistance. What they do is insane. They yeah. Well, they, they, like um, what's minutes. that called? What's that called? When you, like tread? Is that called they treading? Tread water, yeah. yeah, they tread water for like their whole game. I don't I'm know how long game I'm pretty is. sure those pools are like 16 feet. Oh, are they really? So you yeah. just like swim with the ball for, yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds hard. See, I can't swim. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm, I'm in case you can't <laughs> I've tell. actually seen you swim before. It's bad. It's really it's bad. It's bad, but I was fast. Remember that time? <laughs> and everyone was like, it's going to take you 40 fucking seconds to go down and back. And it's like 16. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was fast. I was actually the one that said it was going to be 15. Yeah, you did, huh? Yeah, everyone was like, it's going to take you fucking a minute to go down and back in this like pool in this house that we, this Airbnb that we were in. And it had like a decently long pool. I did a little longer than normal. Mm-hmm. It was like nothing crazy. It was and I was like, dude, I'm a fucking, I'm a race, I'm a race the clock down and back because no one wanted the fucking smoke. Yeah, Brandon said it was gonna be like 15 seconds, and and yeah, it, he was actually really close. So everyone else fucking lost. I'm pretty sure my girlfriend <laughs> told me like 40 seconds. I was like, fuck you. you think, like I'm that fat? You think I'm that fucking fat? Remember I'm not when that you were, when we were trying to 
wakeboard for the first time? Oh my god, yeah. So surf? so the issue was here's the issue, and, and, and Brandon can attest this. I was way too fat for the um what is it, the life jackets. The life jackets. The life jackets like didn't. I was drowning. <laughs> <laughs> and understand I can't tread the, 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 yeah, the life jackets were too, um, they were not like, they were like, not made for a 300 they, yeah, pound man. Yeah. They weren't made for that. Like I was over, I exceeded the weight limit of I think the life it was jackets. like 230 at most. Yeah. And I was well like 265 beyond. or something at the time. Yeah. Um, it was holding you and, up a little bit. Yeah. But like enough to get your like feet in here. Cause you had the board. Yeah. But like you were just, your whole backside was just kept sinking. Yeah. It just kept sinking. Like the board would, I remember the feeling of it. Like the, you know, the boat would start going, the board would start going. Like I'm holding on to the thing and like I would just like flip upside down. Cause like my, my up top, I would just sink cause the fucking life jacket was not helping me yeah. at all. And I'm way too big to like, I can't maneuver very well. In the that fucking was like one water. of the first times I met you actually. Oh shit. That was, that was, uh, that was last summer because I was debating like, am I going to save this guy? And I barely know him. <laughs> I barely know him. Like, is he actually worth it? Like I can is, swim pretty is, well. Is, is I'm gonna like, fucking drown. Really heavy. I yeah. might drown. And me and your sister weren't really dating yet. Yeah. Like we were just kind of like fucking. <laughs> I mean, low key. Sorry, Meg. <laughs> Brandon exits the chat. <laughs> yeah, Brandon gets a little awkward whenever I make sex comments around him. But it's like, what the fuck do you think we're doing in there? Like, okay, he, does not, he think not, we're knitting? It's not, it's does he think like, we're fucking scrolling okay, Reddit? Here, here's the thing. No, like I'm having sex. Here's the thing. It's not like I'm like questioning and I'm even <laughs> thinking about it or I want to make it a topic to where I'm like sitting here. I wonder what they're doing. No. We're fucking. No. Just so you know. Oh, oh thank we're you. fucking. Thank you for bringing yeah. that up. Next thank time you think about it. Thank you. I don't. <laughs> I don't. So. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. He gets so awkward every I, single no, time. No, I just, I just think, wow, that guy hasn't showered in a week. <laughs> Man, you have sex with that. He literally hasn't showered in a fucking week. He yesterday, yesterday, although, dude, like yesterday, it only been like two days since my last shower. So I don't shower every day. Like, I don't know. I think most men, you, you don't shower every day, right? Only because my, I just started hanging out with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> since I started hanging out with you, my hygiene has just tanked. Plummeted. Tanked. Hey, I brush my teeth two or three times a day. Like, that's enough, right? Sometimes I put deodorant on. Like, sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes I go all natural. But, no, so... The issue now is that I, I'm like 285 pounds and there's just a lot more body heat and body sweat and therefore body odor that comes off, right? So I went like two days without a shower and yesterday Brandon's like, Justin, I got to tell you something, you stink. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> dude. But that's clutch. That's a good friend, right? Yeah. Like that's, uh, that's, boys. I, that's, that's boys. Yeah. <laughs> you want to tell the podcast what that means, what boys means? That's boys. Uh, basically, that means like, you know, that's something dope, something cool. It's clutch. Like, uh, it's clutch. That's what a friend does for yeah, a friend. Those are, that's, that's boys. Like yeah. Thank you for doing that. It's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. It's just boys. Yeah, something, something <laughs> cool or nice that you do yeah. for your friend. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, and that's boys. It's like, thank you. Yeah. That's boys. Yeah. You, know, you, you give me a beer. Oh, that's boys. Yeah. Bra Bra Brandon and I kind of say that to each other a lot. So I actually never said that. I mean, it's a terrible phrase. It's so <laughs> fucking un unintelligent. But, but I, I, I never said it. Well, it gets shit across, right? It gets the fucking point across. Mm -hmm. It's like the girl who complained about me saying fuck. Well, sometimes saying fuck gets it across. Mm -hmm. So anyways, um, back to... <laughs> Back to recovery. Um, if 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 your motivation's low in the gym when you're trying to win bodybuilding shows, you probably go home. Just go home. Like it's okay. People get so scared about taking extra rest days. And like honestly, if you go six months, you didn't take any extra rest days than what you had pre-designated, you probably aren't training very hard. Right? Mm. Now I say that if you're in your first six months, you're first cycle ever. That's different. But you're probably not training very hard if you never need extra rest days. Like, there's going to be times where you physically and, like, low-key, I kind of feel like tomorrow's going to be one for me. But, dude, honestly, it's biceps and delts. Like, I'm going to make it happen. Um, there, There's going to be times where it's, it's just not going to happen. It's just not in the cards for the day. Go home, sleep, or lay on the couch. Fucking don't do anything. You know, hit the rest of your protocols for the day. But, but just go home and don't do anything, okay? Reason number four. You aren't utilizing the target muscle properly. So I talk about this all the time. Oh my God. People lose focus during the set and they just like lift weights. They're just moving the weight from point A to point B. Think about your last training session. Is this you? Think about, think about your sets later on in your training session when you're fatigued, you're tired, all that stuff. Is this you? Are you feeling the muscle contract while it moves the load or are you just moving the load? Because... The former is much better than the latter for physique enhancement. If you're just moving the load, you're a power lifter. But if you're focusing on simulating and overloading the muscle every single 
rep of every single set of every single day, really good things are going to happen. Like really fucking good things are going to happen, right? I want the exercise constantly staying in the active range of muscle. I don't want it to ever go outside unless we're doing extreme stretching stuff, um, which, you know, sometimes can be beneficial. So like an extreme stretch is um, like oftentimes you'll see people tear, tear a muscle because they're working through a range of motion that's uh, less trained than other range of motions of that same muscle. Okay. So like on a pec, on a bicep, um, you just take a heavy load through an under-trained range of motion, right? It's usually when a muscle tears. It just kind of snaps and stops, right? It's just like when a paper tears. Why is the paper tear? Because you put more tension on the paper than what it's able to handle. That's what happens to the muscle. Okay, so sometimes we like some extreme stretching stuff. Like we'll do like dumbbell curls where our arms go completely straight. We stretch our triceps every time we go all the way up. Not super conducive for bodybuilding. Really good for a pump. Um, and, you know, really good for, I guess, just overall um, health of the muscle, if you will. Um, same with like the, um, like today we did those, um, uh, the elbow chest flies. Right. Like that's a really good one for the packs. Like extreme stretch there and loading through that extreme stretch is really, really beneficial. But outside that, we always want everything to stay within the active range of motion. Okay. One of the most important measures of progressive overload is also perfect execution or better execution within a, a, a an active range of motion. Okay. So this should be a huge focus. I want you focusing on intent. Intent comes before everything. Intent is is the target muscle that you're uh, contracting. Intent is having the perfect form in order to contract that muscle. And again, back to our conversation about form, it's not perfect form like textbook. It's perfect form for you contracting the muscle perfectly. Okay, um, so utilize the target muscle. Stay in the active range of motion. Train the fucking muscle like a fucking bodybuilder. Bodybuilders hit poses on stage, right? You can, if you're good, if you're decent at posing, you can pose and feel what an, a muscle's active range of motion is. Train it through that. All right. Uh, that's what I want you focusing on. I want you focusing on that more than literally anything. <clears throat> intent, man. Intent, intent over everything. Intent city. Yeah. Intent city. Yeah. Actually, I, I just sold Brandon about that story today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I got the name, um, I got the name, the intensity guy. Uh, after the LA Fitness Expo like three years ago or something like that. I was out there, I was walking up to the PE Science booth and um, you know, a whole bunch of friends from um, Instagram were there. That was back when PE Science was super popular. And um, a lot of my friends were there. I woke up and I'll never forget, they like yelled, like they had planned it predetermined. They had yelled like, the intensity guy. And I like kind of stuck ever since then. Uh, Cause I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty fucking intense person in case you can't tell. But like now I talk about intent, 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 intent. So like now I kind of call myself the intent city guy. <laughs> I, like it a lot. I know, I know it's kind of whack, but it's like a dad joke. Better. It's like a dad joke. Yeah. The intensity, the intent yeah. city guy suits me much better. But we talked about learning intensity before intent. As so well. I think that's an important phase for people to go through. Like we talked about today. Like I used to go in the gym and I would just beat my butt body to fucking shit and like the progress like yeah i was progressing i was fucking young and i was using steroids mm-hmm. like, of course i progressed like, anything i did was progression right even not training was you could do 100 push-ups a day literally and, and i would get better mm-hmm. um so i think people need to go through you know that phase of learning how to truly work hard um but you know like we discussed say the hardest worker is never the best bodybuilder um truly like it never is now the smartest worker yeah yeah, you can say smartest worker. Let's look at Ronnie Coleman and Dorian Yates. Did they train hard? Fuck yeah, they trained hard, but they trained way smarter than everybody else too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look at look at you know a lot of the elite level guys training. Yeah, you know who've been doing it a long time. How do they have so much longevity? Watch them. Take notes. Watch Phil. Watch Sean. Um, you know, watch uh, watch Dexter. Um, watch those guys and just kind of see what they do. Watch Rami. You know, Rami trains hard as a motherfucker, but he trains really, really smart as well. Okay. So Brandon Curry, you know, Brandon Curry is another one. So I think you need to go through a period of just torching your fucking body to understand what hard work is, but then we get smarter and we go through a new evolution, a new birth of, okay, now I'm training with intent and now I'm training to actually become a better bodybuilder, not to just torch my fucking body apart, thinking that more is better. And I'm going to grow off 30 set fucking workouts, right? Like, 
like you're not going to. The reality is you're you're just you're not going to. Five sets of fifty on squats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that, that's what I used to do. Same. Yeah. And like three sets of ten squats, three sets of ten leg press, three sets of ten RDL. Like, come on, you're not fucking getting better. Right. You just did nine sets of massive compound movements. Like I, I can hardly do fucking three now. Like, back, back in the day, you didn't have a logbook. You didn't know the no, no, was. I was just going. Yeah, you might think like, oh, you know, I did the same weight last week. I'm going to yeah. put 10 on this week. Yeah. I don't even fucking know what no, you did last week. No idea. No. I was literally just going. I was just lifting. You're going until your body said, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and I like thought I was going to change. And like, honestly, like my diet wasn't in check at all. You know, anyways, and speaking of diet, you know, my reason number five says your protein intake sucks. And I have talked about this a lot. And a lot of people have adapted uh, kind of how they go about um, their, their diet setup. But you can handle more protein. Like, truly, I like keeping protein around 1.5 grams per lean pound of body mass for natural lifters. And I go even higher for enhanced. I mean, there was a time Brandon was like 170 pounds um, in bodybuilding prep and he was doing 400 grams of protein a day. Yep. Why? You can utilize it. Right. Especially when you're enhanced, like you're using anabolics increases the potentiation for nitro higher nitrogen levels increase the potentiation for muscle protein synthesis it forces your body to utilize way more protein and has the capability to utilize more amino acids like all that stuff right. um so why you can utilize it and protein is the most important macronutrient to your body and i say that really boldly because all of them are really fucking important you know fats are incredibly important for your endocrine system carbohydrates are incredibly important for your brain and for your fuel power protein is the most important why for a bodybuilder all of your tissues utilize protein they're all made up of, of a lot of protein a lot of amino acids right all tissues well whatever you're training and throughout the week all of your tissues get utilized to support a load to move a load um, to help stabilize load you know whatever it might be right so all tissues utilize protein and a majority of tissues need repaired after a training session so protein intake is obviously important more protein intake for natural people means greater potentiation of muscle protein synthesis and nitrogen levels as well which is obviously very 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 fucking good for building muscle so why would we want to hold that back you know and and i also say this it's not like all my clients are at 1.5 grams like everyone has no. you know it's like different things that people can handle right some people have digestive issues on that some people are higher than that some natural clients are higher than that some people are in prep. Um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah like sometimes in prep you have to pull protein low i remember i did that with katie younger mm -hmm. um so like <clears throat> like not everyone's there mm -hmm. you can handle more protein i promise that i mean if you don't think so, it's like you can listen to Jillian Michaels. You can listen to me. I'd probably, I'd probably listen to me. She's a fucking idiot. And if you can't, uh, then you'll, you'll learn. Yeah, you'll yeah. Learn like you'll can't, know. and then you won't. Yeah, and, and then you'll just tone it back. Like, like I said, like yeah, there's clients that it's just for whatever reason higher protein intake doesn't work. That's okay. Like, there's other ways to build muscle. It's, you know, at this point we're splitting hairs, right? right? But like, if it's possible, we'd like to not have to split hairs because the hairs are strong. You know, so strong they just bind together. But how do you right? know if you can, you can handle that? You if you never try it. it, you have to push it. You have to push it that's like what you said and to me you yeah. said we're at 350 protein yeah if you can handle 400 push 400 push 400 and yeah. what, what was i gonna do guess yeah. if i could yeah no, i had to try yeah I exactly had to push 400 and 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 you know there's no bad things that are going to come from that either you know like people have this misconception about protein that can be like damaging somehow and i truly have no idea how but like People have that misconception when your your body needs it. It needs it like it needs water. It needs like it needs carbohydrates. It needs like it needs fat. It needs like it needs sleep and all that stuff. Like this is important. If you're someone who trains, which 100% of the people who listen to this podcast fucking train. Like I don't think anyone has ever listened to this podcast that doesn't go to the gym um, commonly. Um, everyone here trains. And so utilize protein. Push your protein. Like see what you can fucking handle. Um, that's really smart. So that's five deep reasons you aren't growing. See, I promised you guys it wasn't going to be just an Instagram influencer fucking thing but brandon how'd you enjoy your first podcast first podcast uh, this was long overdue like i said yeah I've been, I've been hearing you guys through the wall i live on the other side of this wall he does it's been an overdue yeah. session it's, it's been yeah. overdue. good sorry. well I, I i think we fucking crushed it i'm excited to do 120 i think we're doing 120 tomorrow 120. actually yes yeah, so this is going to drop at 3 a.m and and we'll see the people's feedback and um i'm excited for it i think we fucking killed it man good that was fucking an hour shit. that was was that an hour i don't even know that was about 50, that was about 52 minutes. Look wow. at that. So yeah, dude, we fun crush it. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you think. Make sure to share us, tag us on Instagram. I'll see you next time.